0: Paul against Randall. crossover, pull back, spin, throws it up in the basket, oh, it goes in! Right there. Oh, look at this, by Chris Paul, and you're right, Michael. Jay Crowder throws it up for Aiden, oh,
1: what a Crowder looking, throws it alley. oh, Aiden puts it down! Misogynist, Sun's success on the court has emerged alongside a sometimes toxic and hostile workplace under majority owner Robert Sarver. More than 70 current and former employees interviewed by ESPN recounted conduct by Sarver they felt was inappropriate and misogynistic, including the use of the N-word and lewd comments made during staff meetings. Former Suns head coach Earl Watson told ESPN that Sarver once used the slur after a game. You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say N-word, Sarver, who is white, allegedly said, repeating the N-word several times in a row? You can't say that, Watson, who is black and Hispanic, told Sarver. Why, Sarver replied. Draymond Green says N-word. You can't expletive say that, Watson said again. Sarver denied he used the N-word through his legal teams. Welcome,
2: welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Kingsley Obadiri. Today, we're going to get right to it. There's a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, the son's majority owner, Robert Sarver, uh, has been suspended for one year and fined $10 million, you know, for behavior inappropriate in a workplace and in you know, a misogyny, racism, sexism, uh, you name it. It seems like we are right back to Donald Sterling all over again. Now there's been a lot of outrage, you know, uh in the last 24-48 hours since, you know, the Sarver report came out and uh a lot of prominent people like LeBron James had chimed in, uh Chris Paul, uh who's, you know, president of the uh, uh players association, and he's chimed in. And the only question that I have to ask is that Robert Sauver has been Majority owner of the Suns since two thousand and four, you know, spanning twenty years, you know, eighteen, you know, plus years now. This man has been in charge of the Suns. Is this the first time that you guys realize that he's racist or that he's sexist, you know, or that he has misogyny, misogyny uh, uh, behavior? People. You know, sometimes, you know, just wait and wait and wait for things to accumulate till it becomes unbearable before taking action. What nobody understands is that there's people that's counting on on that income that they get from that organization for their livelihood. And I'm not talking about players. Players can move around. They, you know, they have skills, right? You know, uh, as long as their skills are prominent, someone is going to want them, right? They can always go somewhere else. But I'm talking about, you know, maybe the accountant that has, you know, a husband at home, uh, two kids, uh, you know, family obligations to take care of. And they come to work only to have the owner. Making you know, remarks about their body, uh, you know, talking about his genitalia, you know, making, you know, discussions that's inappropriate in the workplace. What are you gonna do? It's the boss. What are you gonna do? You're gonna quit your job and say, I'm gonna start looking for a new job. That's not realistic. But what bothers me is that people have known about this. People have known about this. A year ago, when I heard about the investigation, I was like, oh, my God, why is no one talking about this? This has the potential to damage in everything. But I understand the Suns were in the playoffs. They didn't want that attention. No one wants that negative attention. But if you don't root out these people, they will infect the whole society look at the Sun's organization look at the interview they said other management teams other managers behaved or behaved in similar ways because it was okay with the boss there's a lot to be said about integrity you know the NBA owners need to do the right thing. I know it's hard to hold your own payers account accountable we see it all the time billionaires you know, They seem to think that the laws that does not apply to them, they can do whatever they want to individuals and get away with it. If you want, and this is what I would tell the NBA, if you want to protect your brand, if you want to, you know, make the NBA a place where it's inclusive for everyone, then you cannot allow people like Robert Sauver to remain in the organization. The minority owner of the inner sons has called for Sarver to be, to resign. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take other owners. It's going to take other owners to step up and do the right thing. I, you know, people don't understand, you know, uh, a lot of times we, we think, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, people are complaining or that they are making too much of, of it. When you are the person that is affected by racism, sexism, you know, it doesn't, you know, especially when others keep quiet, it hurts even more. You know, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It hurts even more. Yes, I appreciate LeBron James and Chris Paul saying something now. But you knew about this a year ago. If I knew about it, you knew about it. You're in the league. Chris Paul, you are the Players Association president. This is your organization. Don't you talk to people in your organization? I'm sure that you know. as you walk around, you've seen something. You've been around this guy. You know, uh, you know, people that that like this have no filter. We're going to take a look at at some of the things that's extremely disturbing,
1: extremely disturbing. Sun's success on the court has emerged alongside a sometimes toxic and hostile workplace under majority owner Robert Sarver. More than 70 current and former employees interviewed by ESPN recounted conduct by Sarver they felt was inappropriate and misogynistic, including the use of the N-word and lewd comments made during staff meetings. Former Suns head coach Earl Watson told ESPN that Sarver once used the slur after a game. You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say N-word, Sarver, who is white, allegedly said, repeating the N-word several times in a row? You can't say that, Watson, who is black and Hispanic, told Sarver. Why? Sarver replied. Draymond Green says N-word. You can't expletive say that, Watson said again. Sarver denied he used the N-word through his legal team, saying this is absolutely untrue. Sarver said he talked with a Suns player who had received a technical foul during the game for using the N-word, questioning why he had received a technical when other players who say it do not. The player, through his agent, told ESPN that he does not recall speaking to Sarver that night. I've never called anyone or any group of people the N-word, or referred to anyone or any group of people by the N-word, either verbally or in writing. Multiple Suns employees also recounted inappropriate conduct from Sarver, such as him once passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini to employees and speaking about sex with his wife. We're passing it around like a hot potato. Like, what in the hell are we supposed to do with this? That was just, you know, one early glimpse at the man. Sarver, through his legal team, told ESPN the moment has been twisted into something more nefarious than it was, and that he has never discussed his sex life in the office. A retailer sent my wife and me a sample along with a brochure, and I took a picture of her in the sample. I took the brochure and picture of her and gave it to the people at the Suns in charge of overseeing merchandise with the message, here's the catalog, this is what the swimsuit looks like, and if you have any interest in carrying this line in the team shop, then here's the number to call. Multiple current and former employees also told ESPN about conduct by other members of the Suns' leadership team that they felt contributed to the work environment. While none said Sarver was involved in those incidents, many felt that Sarver's own conduct contributed to a culture that affected how some other managers within the organization treated their employees. They said they don't know how no one has ever been held accountable. If the commissioner comes in and investigates to see what the expletive is going on in Phoenix, he would be appalled.
2: And for them to allow this gentleman to still be part of the league a one a one-year suspension 10 million dollars to a billionaire right, it's like giving me a hundred dollar ticket okay great I'll pay the hundred bucks that's how he feels about that 10 million dollars what is that it's a drop in the bucket to a billionaire. We have to become. We have to be realistic with ourselves. Yes, Donald Stump, uh, Donald, Donald Sterling was uh, uh, caught on video on and on audio tape. Yes, I know that's impactful because that makes a difference. Everyone gets to hear it. He can't deny. All right, I didn't say this. There's an incident that uh, that is addressed with you know Robert Saber, involving you know uh, their coach Watson, a former player, Earl Watson. Who happens to be Hispanic and African-American? The owner was using the N-word and he told the owner, hey, you can't say that. Did it stop him? No. He continued. He continued. This is the same gentleman that's, oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember. It's funny how people don't remember Those vile and evil uh, uh, behaviors or those things that they say when they're heated, when they're agitated. I don't remember. I don't remember is not a good excuse. I don't remember doesn't negate the people that you violated. Let's take a look at what some of the uh, um, newscasters, Stephen A, I actually agree with. You know, let's take a look at what Stephen A. has to say, you know, about the situation. And the I'll investigation give you a found
3: things. where Sarver engaged in what the NBA called workplace misconduct and organizational deficiencies. The findings came nearly a year after the NBA asked a law firm to investigate allegations reported by ESPN that Sarver had a history of racist, misogynistic and hostile incidents over his nearly two decade tenure overseeing the Suns. Here's the commissioner fielding questions.
2: The equivalent of. A $10 million fine and a one-year suspension, I don't know how to measure that against a job, but I have certain authority by virtue of this organization, and that's what I exercised. Um, I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't want to rest on that neat legal point because, of course, there could be a process to take away someone's team in this league. It's very involved, and I ultimately made the decision that it didn't rise to that level. But... To me, the consequences are severe here.
3: LeBron James weighed in on the punishment via Twitter. Our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. You all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There's no place in this league for that kind of behavior. Chris Paul, who currently plays for Sarver's team, also weighed in, tweeting, like many others, I reviewed the report. I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read. This conduct, especially towards women, is unacceptable and must never be repeated. Stephen A., Are you satisfied with the explanation that you got from Silver?
0: No, I'm not. But I'm not satisfied with LeBron James' CP3's response either. Allow me to explain. First things first. Adam Silver, I haven't spoken to him yet. Um, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with him about this. He looked more uncomfortable than I've ever seen him. What I deduced from that without having talked to anybody about it since that press conference yesterday was that Adam Silver, I don't know what happened. I want to be very, very clear about that. Again, I haven't spoken to anybody, but he looked like somebody who was forced to take a position and justify something that he wished himself could have been more harsher. I think that, We learned yesterday we were reminded rather that Adam Silver has NBA owners to answer to because the Adam Silver that we know and love. It looked as if that's something that he would have wanted to be significantly harsher than it was, meaning a 10 million dollar fine and a one year suspension from all NBA activities as a board of governor and an owner for an NBA franchise for Mr. Robert Sarver, Adam Silver did not look comfortable at all. Having said that, I think it's also important to deduce from this, Molly, that this is crying for government intervention. And I'm not one who usually calls on that. I'm talking about something akin to what. Dominique Foxworth came on first take and alluded to yesterday, just like you had an independent arm investigating the matter. Maybe they should mirror the NFL to some degree in having an independent decision maker in this regard as opposed to it being the NBA who makes that decision because clearly the owners are struggling to police themselves to some degree if you are the the Gruden situation and the Snyder situation in the NFL Speaks to that. Now you've got this situation with Saver where clearly this should have been a stiffer punishment than what it was. Now, they fined him as much as they possibly could, you know, uh, uh, under collective bargaining agreement and all and stuff, or the NBA bylaws, rather. So you couldn't give him more than the 10 million dollar fine that you gave him. But you certainly could have suspended him longer than a year. You could have definitely done that. Maybe he would not have been banned for life. Maybe he could have. Maybe Adam Silver wanted to. Maybe he was denied the opportunity to do so. You have a lot of people that look at him and think that his behavior was just as, if not more egregious than Donald Sterling, even though Donald Sterling had a checkered past and he was caught on audio tape. And that certainly was not the case when it comes to Robert Sarver. But clearly, the penalty should have been stiffer than a year. We all know that. Sarver, his actions were reprehensible. Uh, It smears the franchise. It smears the brand. And the reality of the situation is he should be ashamed of his damn self for acting the way that he acted. It's just that damn simple. And as a black man, I don't want to hear that you heard other people use it. I know we shouldn't be using that. We certainly shouldn't be using it around other folks. We certainly shouldn't be blazing, you know, you know, blowing them through the microphones and all of that stuff in the locker rooms and, and during games and stuff like that. Some of these lyrics, all of that. other stuff. No, we shouldn't be doing that. But the bottom line is. Something, it still doesn't negate, This still doesn't excuse Sarva for what he did. Let me get to CP3 and LeBron James. I appreciate their positions. I'm not saying they were wrong. What I'm saying is you're too damn late. Maybe if you were making that noise before the investigation was final. Maybe if you were making noise during that investigation, we might have had a different ruling. Maybe the fines or penalties would have been stiffer than a one year suspension. See, it's real easy to come back on the tail end of matters and say, this is what should have happened. But what kind of noise were you making? And I'm not accusing, I'm not saying they didn't weren't doing anything or saying anything behind the scenes. What I'm saying is the Donald Sterling decision came down in large part because public pressure rained down upon the NBA. You had cats talking about boycotting the playoffs you had cats, you met people like Magic Johnson talking about they weren't coming to another NBA game. You had black folks all over the place raising holy hell. Chris Paul's a member of the franchise. What do you mean investigation? And, you know, now that you've read the investigation, you, you you play for the franchise. Now, you might not have known some of the things that were going on prior to, but once the but once it was exposed last year, there's no way that Chris Paul didn't hear some stuff that was going on. And again, I'm not accusing him of being a a dereliction of duty and not putting forth his due diligence and trying to make things happen. I'm just addressing the statement both him and LeBron James made what they said yesterday. They could have said months ago as the investigation was fomenting. So we would know, excuse me, something better be done about this. And the fact that there was there was there was a wait Made it easier For the NBA, in my opinion, to come to this decision. I think CP's in the right place. I think LeBron James heart's in the right place. I think Adam Silver's heart's in the right place. But there's something to be said about momentum and making sure you push that momentum in a certain direction to influence a decision rather than wait until the decision is made.
2: I have to say that I definitely agree with Stephen A. This is a situation where you know it's just you know the owners have to police themselves there's just no way around this you have to do something you have to police your other owners because you guys are the only ones that can hold each other accountable you've put you made a situation where the maximum fine that uh Adam Silver can level out is 10 million dollars yes i believe that he wants to give more a harsher pen, punishment but he works for the owners The NBA commissioner works for the owners. So, how can you hold your boss accountable? You can't. This needs to come from the owners. And the only way the owners understand, I hate to say this, but the only way the owners understand is if there's a threat to their own income. So, if we have the players, you know, come together, not put in our weak statements like LeBron James and, and Chris Paul just did. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, we feel bad and, you know, some more should be done. No, you guys need to initiate this. You need to initiate this. Stand up, get all the players, say we want him out of the league. We want him removed. There's no place like that in this league. If you truly mean that, then you take action. Don't don't just go on Twitter and and put out a couple of uh, sentences. You could have been doing that last year before the decision was made. Yes, you know, I agree with Stephen A. Maybe if you put more pressure on, they would have had a harsher sentence for this man. Think about the people that have to go back to that organization and work. Not play basketball. People that has to go into that building. You think this man doesn't know? You know who he sexually harassed. This is a powerful man. He doesn't belong there to be uh, to be able to abuse more people. People are going to have anxiety going to work dealing with this man. That's where we are. Do we really care? Does the NBA care, or is this just, uh, or is this lip service? lip service that's what that sentence was that's an insult to everyone that works in the sun's organization this is my two cents and and I'm going to leave it at that because I I have you check out in fact let's take a look at the solver report I have the solver report let's take a look so you can actually see you know how bad this is and and I'm going to put the link up on my site please go check it out read the report yourself it's very detailed i'm going to give you a glimpse right now we're sharing uh, the solver report uh, i wanted to show ex- exactly what is involved in in the solver report here uh, i'm going to start with the treatment of women okay uh, and i'll go back and I'll show this, uh, the son's policy and the nba constitution in, in when it comes to you know uh, workplace you know, behavior and constitution. Uh, But the investigation finds that Solver engaged in, in equitable and demeaning conduct toward female employees, including bullying. Specifically, the investigation sustained the following incidents. In 2008, inequitable treatment of pregnant employee. In 2008, Solver told a pregnant employee that she could not continue in a previously assigned role Coordinating an event because at the time of the event, she would have recently, she she would have recently given birth. Witnesses recalled Sarver saying in substance that the employee could not perform the assignment because she would be breastfeeding and her baby needs their mom and not their not their father. Witnesses said the pregnant employee became upset and quiet in response to Server's co- comments. After Sauver left the room, A witness told the pregnant employee that everything would be fine and she would remain the coordinator of the event. Can you imagine? This is your employee that is pregnant. This is a a protected right for women because we know how men can be, right? We know how men can be protected. The witness discussed Sarver's comment with another uh, team employee who agreed that Sarver had not handled the situation correctly and then conveyed as much to Sarver. Sarver responded by conveying a call with with, with the witness, Sarver and an attorney who told the witness that Sarver had done nothing wrong. Sarver then criticized the witness for questioning Sarver's judgment. Ultimately, Sarver did not raise this issue again, and the pregnant employee performed the coordinator role for the event so it took some a witness that whoever that gentleman is thank you for standing up to this bully okay for standing up to this bully for the for that woman in march 2011 sarva screamed at a female employee to voice his displeasure about a video she had prepared for a departing team executive one witness overheard sarva loudly rebuking the female employee about the video Another witness spoke to the female employee who was in tears shortly after Sarver reprimanded her. During the conversation, the female employee expressed a desire to leave the organization. According to the witness, the female employee was shaken by the incident and told her supervisor about it shortly after it occurred. Approximately one week later, Sarver visited the female employee's office to discuss the video incident. Sarver entered the office, shut the door, and said in substance, why can't we get along what's wrong with you when the female employee began to cry sarver then then raised his vo- uh, then sarver then said in a raised voice why do all the women around here cry so much several witnesses heard sarver yell at the employee one witness whose office was close to the female employees heard the female employee bawl in response to sarver's yelling the investigation obtained contemporary email from six Sons employees that collaborate that account. The account described above. Those emails mo- make both explicit and implicit reference to an intense dispute between Sarver and the female employee. The senders of those emails sought to comfort, comfort the employee and check on her well-being. Can you imagine, to the point where other employees are checking on their fellow employees to make sure that they are okay because of the abuse from the owner of the company. Then in 2011, lunch with female sons and bank employees. Not long after the 2011 video incident, Sauber arranged a lunch between four female sons employees and several female employees of Western Alliance Bank the bank he uh, oversaw as ceo no men were invited to or attended the lunch two sons attendees perceived sarver's arrangement of the lunch to be a response to the video incident described above to reflect sarver's opinion that female son's employees were insufficiently tough and or cry so much and was intended to enable the female bank employees to explain to the female son's employees how to handle Solver's demands. The same attendees perceived the lunch as uncomfortable and demeaning. When interviewed by the investigators, Sauver acknowledged arranging the lunch, but said he did so to facilitate networking between the, the entities, something he said he had done previously when making introductions between executives of the various organizations he oversaw. Because the lunch was specifically targeted at female employees, including the female employees Salva had confronted about the video incident, and because of his proximity in time to Salva's complaint that female son's employees cried so much, the investigation finds that the lunch was reasonably perceived to have been arranged for the purpose described above. it 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 just it just blows my mind. there's other demeaning comments that you know we can get into uh and it just goes on and on, but I wanna go back and kind of address something that uh is really concerning, especially with the way that things are swept under the rug, okay. They 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 asked Sauber in you know, uh, Sober, you know if he ever used the n word or anything of that nature and he of course denied it like most people they use that word they don't you know uh, admit to using it they don't recollect using it and quite often is uh, you have to you have to you know remind them with evidence that yes you did use this. Now, the the investigation finds that Solver made statements and engaged in conduct contrary to common workplace standards, as reflected in the Suns' workplace policy and the NBA Constitution. As further detailed below, the investigation finds that Solver said the N-word in repeating or purporting to repeat a Black person on at least five occasions during his tenure, including after being advised not to do so. Treated female employees in ways that violated applicable standards, made cruel or sex-related comments in group workplace settings, and on many occasions with individual employees engaged in inappropriate physical conduct toward male employees on four occasions and treated employees in demeaning and harsh ways, including by bullying. Numer- numerous witnesses reported that Sarver's aggressive behavior in the workplace well exceeded what might be expected of a demanding leader. Witnesses said that Sarver's workplace actions often intended solely to provoke a reaction from employees to embarrass them or assert dominance over them. Witnesses said that Sarver was erratic and unpredictable and that his sense of humor, they uh, they the perceived driver behind some of the conduct described in his report was sophomoric, awkward, and inappropriate for the workplace. Witnesses said that solver believed workplace norms did not apply to him. Let me repeat that. Witnesses said that solver believed workplace norms did not apply to him and viewed common com- conventions as to what language he should use and what conduct he should avoid as form of. Of challenge. Taking the evidence in totality, including witness testimony, uh, documents reviewed by investigators, the investigation makes no finding that service conduct was motivated by racial or gender-based animus. That's where I'm, I'm I'm perplexed. Someone that behaves like this is is he just an ass? You know, he doesn't recognize that it's racial or or gender-based. That that blows my mind. But let's go to the use of the N word. Okay, as detailed below, the investigation finds that Solvers said the n-word in repeating or purporting to report what black person said. One during a f- 2004 meeting, a recruit to recruit a free agent player. I think that was Steve Nash. Two during a 2012 or 2013 Suns team building exercise in Phoenix. Three after the Suns October 30th 2016 game. Uh, against the Golden State Warriors, and for at least twice between 2010 and 2017, in recounting an incident involving a player's family, a family, a player's family member, as early as 2004, Server was made aware that he should not use the N word, even when repeating another person's use of it. In interviews with investigators, Server did not recall. Of course, I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. Sarver did not recall ever saying the N word, except in connection with the 2012 or 2013 team building exercise. Saver also acknowledged using the N word written. Uh, uh, also acknowledged using the N word written with an A at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that—that's actually what he said. Sarver also acknowledged using the N-word written with an A in October 2016 email to the league discussed below which the Suns produced to the investigators before Salva was interviewed. 2004, free agent recruitment. During a recruitment in connection with the uh, recruitment of a free agent player to the Suns, Salva told a story about his college days in Arizona in which he said the N-word in repeating what he claimed a Black person had said. Four witnesses present for the meeting offered accounts that those slightly different, uh, slightly different from one another directly support this finding. As described by these witnesses, Salva recounted an, an anecdote involving a black college coach or a black student playing basketball who greeted someone with the N-word. In purporting to repeat what the person said, Sava said the N-word. OK, so this is a guy that's just waiting for any opportunity that he can say the N-word in front of, you know, his employees because he knows that no one is going to smack him in the face, right? Because if he was to use that word outside of that setting, somebody will slap the shit out of him. All four witnesses recalled Sarver's quoting of the N-word as an uncomfortable moment. An uncomfortable moment. One meeting attended, attendee remarked privately to another attendee that was kind of fucked up, or oh, that was kind of effed up. So this just goes to show where this guy is coming from. the M- The NBA needs to take immediate action. I think we've. I think we've seen enough. I'm going to uh, put the link up here for anyone that wants to read the rest of this, because it really, really uh, is something that, uh, quite honestly, is quite disturbing. Uh, To read the account after account of this guy, the way that he treats his employees, he treats, you know, people. The NBA, if you don't do anything about this, shame on you. You know, shame on you. Uh, And this is where the public needs to generate some outrage, uh, demand, you know, this man be held accountable. We do not need anyone like this running a sports franchise where uh, African-Americans are 80 percent of your employees. Uh, Not to mention just your regular employees. Forget about the uh, athletes that, you know, have the means to maybe be able to do something else. What I'm concerned about is the everyday employee that comes to work, that's trying to make a living for their family, and they have to put up with an idiot like this man. Okay? It's not right, you know, and we need to do something about it. This is Kingsley with Real Talk. Let's keep it real. Let's make change. Let's hold people accountable that don't belong in the league. And, you know, uh, for the players, you need to exercise your right. You guys, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, some things that, you know, uh, that that's dear to your heart, your brands, your commercials, your everything. This is something that should be dear to your heart. This is your respect, your dignity. If you allow one owner to just run rampant and say whatever he wants, do you think that the other owners are not paying attention? You know, we need to hold them accountable, force them, you know, to make the right decision, force them to do the right thing, because that's the only way change is going to happen. This is Kingsley with Real Talk. Let's keep it real.